Hardly any subject on the planet arouses more controversy, shame, and confusion than sexuality. This presents a bit of a predicament when people want to understand what healthy sexuality is. Because quite frankly, no one freaking agrees. The reason that they don't agree is because their opinions are totally shaped by their experience, and by their families, and by their societies, and by their religions, and by their cultures. So, what the hell are we supposed to do if what we want to do is to have healthy sex and a healthy sexuality? Before we go any further, it must be established that there is a huge difference between healing and healthy. Healthy implies that you're completely healed. Healthy implies that the way that your sexuality is, and that your sex as an act itself, is a reflection of your perfectly integrated self in your state of utmost human potential. If we want to practice healthy sexuality, we've got to let go of the idea of healthy. The reason we have to let go of it is because we're skipping the steps necessary to even get to healthy sexuality by doing this. Also, we will not find out what true healthy sexuality is for us specifically if we approach it from the outside in instead of the inside out. The outside in approach, which is what we so commonly do, is to decide upon what healthy sex should look like. And then we hold that over our heads like this bar that's invisible that we have to reach. This is not the way to go about it. The way to go about it is from the inside out. The inside out approach is that we keep taking steps in the direction of what feels more healing and more healing until we eventually arrive at whatever healthy sexuality looks like for us as unique individuals. It's the difference between having some destination in mind and then heading there and going on this journey in the direction of what's more healing and more healing to arrive ultimately at a destination. We need to commit to healing sexuality, not healthy sexuality. On an energetic level, during healing sex, what happens is that energy is sped up within the body. There's alignment that is being experienced between your physical embodiment and your non-physical embodiment. This allows all your chakras and meridians to open so that energy is flowing freely and you're coming into a state of integration between your physical embodiment and non-physical embodiment, as well as coming into alignment and integration with another person. Life on Earth, creation itself, is the byproduct of sexual energy. Sexual energy and conception slash creation go hand in hand, and so you can see that sex and orgasm has an element of extreme creative force to it. The question is, what are you conceiving or creating? What does this mean for those of you who are practicing the art of manifestation? It means that sexual focus is one of the most powerful tools for manifestation that you can possibly imagine. To understand more about this, watch my video on YouTube titled, How to Use an Orgasm to Manifest. What you focus on, especially on a feeling-based level, is what you're trying to conceive and manifest into your reality. In the minute of orgasm, that energy is accumulated and then is sent out in a massive burst, and we can actually use that outburst of that supernova of creative energy to lend to whatever it is we're trying to create. Now, even the most basic people on the planet, the people who aren't really into self-awareness, the people who have no idea about all this energetic component to life, have a subconscious understanding of the creative energy behind sexuality. And this is the reason they have fetishes. People have fetishes because there is an undeniable link between desire and sex. 
The reality, though, is that most people don't have conscious awareness of what their actual desires are. They feel a desire towards something or somebody, but they don't really have conscious understanding as to why they have that particular desire. This is what's going on behind all fetishes. The secret behind all fetishes is that behind each one of them is something that the person wants to experience, usually an emotional state, that they feel utterly deprived of and desperate to experience, i.e. create. But that person believes they can't create it directly. So people's fetishes suggest what they need in order to heal. They suggest what is healing for someone. Healing happens in a progression. It's obvious that somebody who's really, really angry is not in a perfect state of what we would call health because they're not in a space of joy. They're not in a space of internal peace. It's obvious. But if somebody's in powerlessness, getting angry is absolutely necessary for their healing progression. In fact, they can't get to a state of joy and internal peace without first being able to feel that anger. Without fail, the people who want to talk to me about what healthy sex is have questions primarily around the concept of power play in sex, things like domination and submission. So for the context of this video, so you understand what I mean by healthy sexuality, I'm going to be using this example of domination with sex often. So let's take a look at domination sex, shall we? With domination sex, what one person actually needs in order to heal because they felt powerless is to be able to be in the controlling power position during the sexual interaction. Now it's quite common that the other person who's consensually engaging in that power play sex, being in a submissive role, is usually when you look at their life, they've been overly responsible for things. They felt that pressure for leadership and that pressure to do things on their own to such an extreme degree that it is an incredible relief and a deep need to be able to let go of all the responsibility and basically be bossed around. <laughs> if these two people engage in this conscious act of sexual domination and submission, it's actually healing for both parties involved. Now, obviously, those of us who are into this whole spiritual world we understand that power play comes from ego. It comes from a need to control things. So we've made an enemy of ego. And so we look at somebody who needs domination sex with an attitude of that's not completely healthy. In the same way that we look at somebody who's angry in terms of that's not completely healthy. We need to be looking at it in terms of it's actually healing. And therefore, it is a necessary step for them to do that in order to move into a healthy space. And there's nothing wrong or less about that state any more than there's something wrong about crawling before you're walking and running. So now that you understand that point, let's take a deep look at what healing sexuality is all about. One, healing sexuality is just that. It's healing. To heal is to experience the opposite. To understand entirely about this concept, I want you to watch my video titled, What is Healing? Healing sexuality is going to bring us closer to integration rather than further apart from it. And this is why healing sexuality is going to look different for all people and all couples. For one person, it may be healing to engage in domination sex. For another, it may be the opposite of healing. So we need to become really aware of whether something is healing for us or detrimental for us specifically. To discover what's healing, we need to let go of our idea of what type of sex we should be having. These standards are about an idea of right and wrong. And here's the thing about our assessment of right and wrong. It so rarely comes from an authentic assessment about what's right for us personally and in alignment for us personally. All too often, I'm talking like most of the time, 
It's the result of us being influenced by all kinds of people, circumstances, cultures, everything, to arrive at an idea of right and wrong that's not even authentic to us. Our sexuality needs to come from our unique, authentic being. Two, healing sexuality has to be healing for both parties or all parties involved, and this includes our own internal parts. For those of you that didn't translate that correctly, it means that healing sexuality is consensual. Many of the fetishes that don't involve consensual sex have nothing to do with sex at all. What they have to do with is something different. Here's an example. Necrophilia is not really about having sex with dead people. It's about having there be no option for rejection in any way. It's about being completely and totally received. So for this person, healing means finding situations where they can be completely received with no possibility of rejection. For people who are pedophiles, that's another non-consensual interaction, it's not about having sex with a child. It's about needing desperately to reconnect with one's own innocence, one's own essence, and therefore one's own internal child. So what one needs to do is not to have sex with a child, but to reconnect with one's essence, innocence, and inner child. Healing sex should not heal one part of ourselves while hurting another part of ourselves either. For example, for one person, all parts of themselves might be perfectly in alignment in a given scenario with unprotected sex, meaning no condoms or preventative measures. For another person, one part of them may want the intimacy of no condom, whereas another part of them may be completely damaged by taking the risk of an unplanned pregnancy or an STD. And when that's the case, it's actually still non-consensual sex. The part that's not consenting is a part within us, though. Safe and healthy sex regarding things like protection from STDs and pregnancy, etc., etc., is really about this item on the list. Three, we must accept that we are sexual beings. This is natural to us. We can't keep denying this. And sex involves far more than just the act of sex itself. Healing sexuality means embracing and enjoying your sexuality throughout the course of your lives. And it's an important part of your emotional, mental, physical health. So to heal your sexuality, you must face the aspects within you that resist and oppose sexuality, as well as the traumas that created that resistance. We must become aware of whatever within us opposes sexuality and sex. The parts that do not have or associate pleasure with sex or intimacy with sex. And we must begin to dissolve that resistance. I present a technique for doing this in my video titled Fragmentation, the Worldwide Disease. And when you run into these traumas, you can solve them with the completion process, which is detailed in my book that's literally titled The Completion Process. We must be open to the idea also that for one person, maybe the healing step regarding sexuality, having said everything I've just said, is to not have sex at all. This is often the case when people experience non-consensual sex too often, especially when that sexuality was introduced in childhood usually one of the very critical steps that a person can make on the healing path of sexuality is to say no to sex. That being said, it's part of the healing. If we spend our life 
saying no to sex and no to sexuality, we're not actually healing, are we? We're staying stuck. For we must accept that there is no contradiction between sexuality and spirituality, sexuality and morality, sexuality and goodness. So much about what messes us up around sex is this concept of shame. And I got to be honest, spirituality is a real culprit for this idea. We have this idea that sexuality, which is related to physicality and carnal lust and urges, is somehow not okay. And it's really time for this to end. This idea that we need to transcend our humanity, transcend our physicality, and use spirituality to escape all things that make us human. That means part of healing sexuality is to realize that embracing sexuality and sex should be part of our spiritual path. Five, experimentation. For most people, the path of healing sex and sexuality isn't just about finding the parts in you that are opposing sexuality and dealing with those. It's also about breaking out of the confines of your limitations regarding sexuality and sexual experiences. We need to experiment in a way that feels safe to us, which is in alignment with our best interests. We need to research and try new things as well as put energy into discovering what sexual pleasure is for us specifically. Here's the thing, you don't necessarily have to try every single food that's available on the planet, but you can't really consider yourself in a healthy space relative to food if all you have ever eaten is one type of food on the planet. <laughs> Six, we need to be having sex with people from a space of love. Now, hold the phone. Because I know that when I just said that statement, the image you had in your head was the love-making scenes you see in a Hallmark movie. That is not what I'm saying. To love is to take something as part of yourself. When you do that, their best interests become part of your best interests. And this is where healing sexuality can really take place. To understand more about this concept of love, watch my video titled, What is Love? Using this previous scenario that I've given you with domination sex as a theme for this video, <laughs> let's look at it this way. If I love a person, therefore I'm taking their best interests as part of my best interests and I'm really attuned to their best interests, maybe their best interest at this time is to be in the submissive role. Therefore, I can be loving and dominate the hell out of them. But if I'm tuned into somebody else, I'm really attuned to where they are and their best interests are, and it's obvious without my projection that that person would not be in an in alignment state, it would not be healing for them to be in a submissive role, I do not get to dominate that person. We must be attuned enough to feel and see and hear and understand the other person's best interests instead of project our ideas of what their best interests should be onto them, which believe me is about our own prerogative. Seven, we have to allow sexuality and the way that we engage in sex to mutate and to flow and to evolve over the course of our lives and our relationships. Our sex that we're engaging in is going to be completely different when we first meet someone versus on our 10-year anniversary. It's going to be completely different, our sexuality and our relationships to sex and the sex we're having, when we're a toddler, say, and we're just barely 
noticing I'm a girl, that's a boy. When we're seven and we're starting to form our first attractions to the opposite sex or even understand what our gender preferences in terms of sexuality are, that's going to be different from when we're 17, which is going to be different from when we're 30, which is going to be different from when we're 60. If we commit to healing sexuality, our sexuality will mutate and become more and more in alignment with our highest potential, as well as a more genuine expression of our truest selves. Our sexuality will become more and more integrated. Healing sexuality is a flowing and flexible process and practice, not a rigid one. Sexual energy is creative energy, therefore sexuality and sex is a creative process. 8. We have got to join the movement to no longer make sex and sexuality taboo. The fact that sexuality and sex is a taboo subject within society is to blame for so much of the unhealthiness around sexuality in general. Along with that, the shame we have around nudity and the taboo around nudity is the same thing. It turns us against ourselves. It makes a part of ourselves bad, shameful. This has got to change. Our sexuality is so split about sex. And this is across the globe. This is a human condition. And this split that we have relative to sexuality is harming us mentally. It's harming us emotionally. It's harming us physically. It's harming our relationships too, in a big way. Here's the thing. Sex sells. Everywhere you look, especially in media, it's sex, 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 right? So we're being told that sex makes you valuable. You have to be sexy. Sex is important. Sex is everything. At the same time, we are receiving the exact opposite message. We're receiving the message that our bodies that are naked are totally to be covered because it's a shame if you expose them in any way. We're being told that sexuality is dirty, that it's sinful, that it makes you not an upstanding citizen, that it makes you a castaway. I mean, the list goes on and on. What the hell are people supposed to do with this mixed message? You're in a double bind. Everyone is. Sex and sexuality should not be taboo. Neither should our naked bodies. This taboo nature of sex leads to suppression. And suppression leads to unconsciousness. Unconscious sex is the real thing causing sexual damage on the planet today. You cannot suppress energy. It will build up until the energy has to go somewhere. But if that energy comes up in an unconscious way, it will lead to pain. And let me tell you, this is exactly why priests are abusing their altar boys. Whenever you get into a society that suppresses sex, the sexual deviance in that culture will blow your freaking mind. So we have got to stop making sex taboo. The fact that we don't talk about sex and sexuality in an open and a conscious way is the reason for all this confusion. It's the reason for all this pain and all this unhealthy sexuality. And I also have to say, bringing this taboo off of sexuality also involves talking to our children as parents and as educators about sex so that we don't turn a person against their own body, so that we don't turn a person against their own sexuality, and so that we can teach them to embrace this natural aspect of themselves without moving into a place of pain about it, and so they can make choices sexually for themselves that are in alignment for themselves specifically. Sexuality, bottom line, is a part of who you are. It is time to start embracing it. It is a life that is half-lived if you spend your life resisting your sexuality and resisting sex along with that sexuality. 
So the time has come, you guys. It is time to embrace sexuality. And the way to do this is not to hold yourself up to some ridiculously weird standard that somebody else set up for you that you tried to figure out from the outside in of what healthy sexuality looks like. And instead, commit yourself to healing sexuality. Have a good week. Thank you.